Hello and welcome to my No Bells and Whistles podcast. My name is Obi Grace Necker, also known as OGN, and I am an author, speaker, publisher, mother, and you're listening to episode four of my podcast. Now in my last episode, episode three, I talked about last year, 2021, in a nutshell, what it was like for me. And why it took me so long to put out my first idea. So in this episode, which is episode 4, I will be talking about the things that we take for granted. That's one of the things that came out from last year for me. The things that we take for granted. Before I continue, um, I'd like you to, if you, if it's possible, if you could leave a comment then your take to this or your perspective or answers to these questions. What things do we take for granted each day of our life? Or perhaps what things do you feel that you had taken for granted um, each day of your life and then you finally found out? Perhaps a bit too late and if you're lucky, not too late and you're therefore able to make adjustments. What things do we always expect would always be there for us whenever we've decided we're ready to go for it i look forward to you know reading your responses now in general some of the things that we do take for granted are you know waking up like for instance waking up today a freedom of choice the ability to get up and travel go to somewhere our workplace to visit friends or even leave the country on holiday or on a business trip you know being able to move just get up and walk and go to wherever you want to without needing help or waiting for someone to assist you to move around another thing that we take for granted is breathing being able to see to hear to feel things you know one other thing that we also do take take for granted is having food to eat or having a place that we can call home or access to clean water. Now, for me, some of the things that I feel like you know, that I've taken for granted would be people that are close to me or near me or uh, my loved ones. You know, the comfort of my own home, my privacy, the ability, or sorry, the amount of time that I have, uh, my health. But it's my mental health, emotional health, physical health, how much that I'm capable of, you know, my inner strength, peace of mind, being able to have quiet time. These are some of the things that I found, you know, that I have actually taken for granted. So I'm going to expand a little bit on some of the things that I've actually mentioned. And hopefully this topic would give you a food for thought and you would be able to sit down and look back in, in your life and figure out what are the things, you know, go, get a paper and pen, write down what things that you feel like you've, you know, taken for granted. And it's not too late. You can start changing them and making amends and fixing things. So one of the things that I mentioned was, um, you know, people that are close to me. Um, my father, you know, God bless his soul. He passed away in 2015. Now, I've always, I know people do not live forever, but nobody actually sees there thinking, oh, my father's going to die. 
I'm not going to see him ever again. So he came on holiday in 2014 and then we spent the summer together and he traveled. I, I took him to the airport. He was comfortable. He was working. He's smiling, chatting, laughing. And then he went on holiday. Now, one month later, my brother calls me. My dad is very ill. He'd gone to visit him and he can't work. He's not able to move around. The staff in the house are actually literally carrying him about. So we had to get him a flight ticket sorted out and brought back to the UK for treatments. Now, I went to the airport to pick him up. The person that I took to the airport just a couple of weeks was not the person that I was now meeting at the airport. He'd been put in a wheelchair and brought out. He couldn't speak. He couldn't talk. He could hasn't eaten for days. He couldn't communicate, couldn't move around. So from the airport, right from the airport, I took him straight to the hospital. He's lying down there. They're running all kinds of tests. They can't find out what is wrong with him. And over time, this is um, around heat traffic. He traveled in about October. And by November, he was back again and he was in the hospital. So around December, he started recovering a little bit. Um, he's able to say some things. Not everything he says makes sense, but you could figure out some things. He still couldn't use his hand. He still couldn't walk. He needed assistance if he wanted to use the toilet. He needed assistance if to eat, to bath, to dress up and so on. Now, this is someone who prided himself in being very clean and being able to move around, do whatever he wants. And now he's not able to do any of those things. Now, over the summer, he'd spent the, the summer trying to make sure that his book about his life that he was writing, so that all his um, grandchildren and great-grandchildren in the future would get to know him and know about his life. He managed to get that finished, and when he went back, um, to travel, he sent it to the publisher and it was now published. So I got the first copy and took it to the hospital and on the 31st of December to show to him. He was still very unwell. Um, he was always smiling. He loved listening to Frank Sinatra, the sort of music, and I would play, uh, get him for him, for him, the nurses to play for him while he's in the ward. And when he was able to start talking, he was always smiling. He would say Arrivederci to, you know, patients, guests that were living and so on. I could start seeing a little bit of him coming out. You know, unfortunately, I left the hospital a couple of hours later, which is just straight into New Year, around two past two in the morning. And I get called by the hospital. I had to rush back to the hospital. And unfortunately, he's passed away. So, all, all this time I kept preparing for him to come home, trying to figure out, you know, um, things like he could use to support him for physiotherapy, for him to finally start rehabilitating and being able to walk and so on. And I never once thought that he was never going to come home, that I was not going to see him again. And it is, oof, it made me start spiraling over for years. I was very unwell not physically unwell but i was you know very sad and happy started becoming anxious i missed being able to call him and talk to him to hear his voice 
I wished I had videos of him. You know, I had some pictures of him with my children over on his birthdays and so on. But I wish that I had a video so that I could play it and hear his voice again. And I didn't have any of those things. So I take him for granted that, you know, one day he would go and there was a possibility that I one day was very soon. And now he's gone and I have some regrets. I do have, you know, some memories. In fact, I had a lot of memories, good memories of him. There are some memories that are not so good, which I push back. But um, I spend a lot of those years just concentrating on the fact that I'd miss him. I was missing him and I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't have the opportunity to do X, Y and Z, you know. I didn't, you know, was able to buy him this or give him that and so on. Not that he cared about any of those things. But for me, I wanted to be able to spend more time. I looked forward to spending more time. I looked forward to him being able to be there for my children's graduation and so on. But that's that wasn't to happen. So if you have a loved one, you know, try and build as much memory as you can. Don't think that they're going to be there forever. They might end up being there, you know, 200 years, 110, but they might also not be. So make every day count. Make sure that you live a life where you do not have any regrets, that you feel like, you know, I, I should have done this, I could have done this, and I didn't do them. Now, the second thing that I talked about was comfort of my home. Now, in the last episode, I talked about the things that happened with my house and how I had to move out and stay at my mom's for you know, just about three, four weeks and then stay in a hotel. Now, you, we always take our home for granted. We can just walk in, close the door, do whatever we want to do, hang out, watch TV and so on. Now, until I wasn't able to do that and I had to stay in someone else's home where I had to take permission to do certain things where I felt like I was disturbing people or making them uncomfortable if I did something where if I wanted to go to the living room and watch television, I couldn't because I had to respect the fact that they want to watch something else and they, that they might want to watch it the whole day or uh, that they might not even want the television on. I had to respect the fact that I couldn't just go into the room and just be without somebody busting into the room every few minutes because they felt like, you know, they could do that. And of course, they, they, they have the right to do that. It's their home. But sometimes you you need that privacy, and which was one of the third things that I mentioned, having a privacy, being able to just sit with your thought, being able to just have a conversation over the phone without feeling like there are other people that are, would be overhearing what you're saying and so you can have certain private conversation. So for instance, when I wanted to speak to the doctors over the phone, and I didn't want every single aspect of my health being overheard by my family or any guests that happened to have been in the house at the time that I had to have these phone consultations. It was very, very difficult trying to have these conversations, knowing fully what everybody's going to be hearing. And then later they're going to be asking you questions about the things you've talked about things that you weren't ready to talk about because you're still processing certain things in your mind and trying to figure out why is this going on with my health? Why are they not doing this? Why is this test not showing this? What are they going to do next? 
you're too trying to digest that and you're not ready to discuss it with other people but now you have to have these conversations right in front of other people you have friends that you might have conversations with and they want to share private things and ask you questions and you feel like you can't actually respond because you don't want to betray their confidence by saying something which other people around can hear and then they start asking you why did the person say that why are they going through all this and you don't want to be rude by saying i can't tell you about it so you know these are the things that i miss because in my own home that i, I had my room that i can go in quietly and talk or if i wanted to you know um speak to the physiotherapist if i wanted to speak to the surgeon if i wanted to speak to the occupational health and blah and so on and so forth whoever i want to talk to all my friends i still had a privacy you know my space also another thing you know was that i, I wanted to do this audio and i wanted to to put out my podcast but i wasn't able to do that because there was no space for me to do that there was no quietness in the house there was so much activities going on and so and i'm aware that even though while i'm doing this there's some background noises but it it was it would have been worse you know if i had to be trying to record something and somebody just could suddenly bust into the room or going to bust into the kitchen and yeah picking up place and pan and making noises they're going up and down the stairs and you can hear all those noises so it was impossible to do any of those things Another thing that I missed about the comfort of my home was that the fact that I had my space where I could go and do my work. But in this place, I was displaced. I didn't have any place where I could have a quiet space to work. And my son, because of COVID, was having lessons from home, which meant I had to give up the room we were sharing for him to have the lectures, online lectures, which were between 9 and 5 p.m. And by the time he finishes about 5 p.m., you know you're not in the mood to do very much work-wise so all those things were things that i missed you know being able to put food in the fridge and feel like okay i can come back and eat it later and somebody says to you oh i didn't know you wanted to eat that i thought you didn't want it anymore without asking you if it was okay for you to eat your meal later that you didn't want to eat at the time when everybody else was eating there were just so many things and then being in the hotel where i didn't have a fridge i wasn't allowed to have a fridge even a mini one and i had to constantly go outside even though i was very unwell but every single day i had to get up and go outside to get lunch then come back in go out and get dinner and then come back in then go out and go to my house to figure out what is going on or for appointments with things that with the people working in my house and i i, I, didn't, I wasn't able to rest uh, and I was very, very unwell, very, very weak. And yet I was not able to rest. So I missed that being able to just get up and know that I don't have to go anywhere. I can just sit down and rest, especially over the weekend. So now the third thing that I mentioned was the amount of time that we have. We 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 don't have so much time. You know, most people don't live for 100, and, 100 years or 110 years. A lot of people die very early you know i have a, a friend whose sibling who was just about 48 years old and he passed away he was ill and passed away very young guy very lovely wonderful person and he passed away 
And then I also have to think about the fact that when I went through the surgery, it was about five hours, you know, before I woke up. And anything could have happened. It could have been my last time seeing anybody or my members of my family. So, all, all being able to then come out of that surgery, even though I was very ill and so on, being very grateful that I was awake. And then every other thing I can do with it because I was awake. Waking up every morning, because most people go, go to sleep and they don't wake up. So I have a, another friend who went and dropped his son at his nursery, came back home, decided to just rest his eye before he goes back to work. And he didn't wake up again. And that was it, he was gone. Another person also in 2021 who was told he had COVID, he just got told he, was, he had COVID. The next day, he was dead in his apartment. And his work people were the ones who now started contacting the sister to say, look, we don't know what's going on with your brother. We haven't seen him for days. And then she goes to the house only to find out the brother was dead and been dead for days. So every moment in time that we have, we need to not take it for granted. We need to ask ourselves, what are we doing? Why are we doing that? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I saying this? Why am I not talking to this person? Why am I talking to this person? Why am I allowing this to affect me? It is very important that you have peace of mind, that you enjoy your day and you take each day one at a time and you don't let things, you know, body you to the, to, to the point where it's affecting you, your health, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Now, which brings me to my next point that I mentioned, which is the health, your mental health, your emotional health, and your physical health. So last year I mentioned, you know, that I had a surgery. So that covers the physical health part of it where I was very unwell and where I had to depend on other people to care for me. And by depending on those people, this somebody brought in fleas into my home, which caused an uphill upheaval in my life. Then I have to think about the mental, emotional health, which was because as a result of all the things going on with my house and not knowing what is happening and having to spend so much money and not have much money coming in, having to be in someone else's home and not be completely be comfortable because face it, if you're not in your own home, you're not always going to be 100% comfortable. It doesn't matter how much you love the person or the person loves you you still need your own space, especially if you've become used to having your own home, you miss it, you know. So that also would cause mental health issues and emotional health issues, worrying about what is going on with you and why you're so ill and why surgery that they told you is routine that in a couple of weeks you'll be fine and in months gone and you're still not okay and they don't know what is going on. So all those things affect you mentally and emotionally and you spend your so much time focusing on all those things and that's what I did last year spend so much time focusing on all the things going wrong and forgot to focus on the things that were going right and one of the things that I used to tell people every time they, they would say something to me I would say oh I thank God say how are you doing I thank God how's work I thank God how are the children I thank God and that was my way of practicing gratitude. But I wasn't able to do that 
because I couldn't get myself to do that. In fact, I wasn't even thinking of doing that. And, and all I did was focus on all those negative things going on. And what happened was I was actually attracting negative things into my life by having that negative attitudes, by constantly thinking, have the image in my head of all these horrible things going on in my life. That causes all these feelings of negative feelings inside me, feeling sad, feeling unhappy, anxiety, stressed, depressed. Mm -hmm. And then projected it in my actions where I'm not in the mood to talk to people. I just want to be in my own space. I, I, when people say certain things, I'm not looking at it the way they sometimes, the way they've actually meant it. I'm just interpreting differently based on how I was feeling. And my perception would altered. And again, that would make me feel even more bad about myself, unhappy. And the next thing you know is I'm attracting all those things that I've, that I, that I have on the frequency that I'm operating on. I'm operating at a lower frequency. So anything that is similar or on that frequency, I'm attracting it. And everything on the lower frequency is usually negative. Not usually, it is always negative. And so what did I do? I attract somebody who comes to my house to attack me. I attract the illness of COVID, which made me continuously ill. Uh, because lots of people face it, are going outside doing stuff, don't have COVID. I go out once without a mask, once ever without a mask, and I catch COVID. You know, and then I have a, a home that I'm having people coming to work. But instead of coming to do the work, they have all kinds of excuses. They're not doing the work properly. So I'm constantly attracting all this negative stuff, which was not very good. So what, is, what things are you focusing on? Ask yourself every day, am I focusing on negative things? Or am I focusing on the, the positive? You know, if, I can, if you can think of something, the fact that you are awake, that you know, you woke up this morning, that's something to be grateful for. The fact that you're listening to this, that means your hearing is good. So you're, you should be grateful for that. The fact that you're able to find this podcast, that, you know, that means that your sight is good. Your brain is working. Those are something you should can start off from to say, I'm grateful for this. And I feel that um, feeling of gratitude and happiness and joy. And then and you start feeling yourself projected and I start attracting positive things. So that, that covers, that's a, that is about around the love attraction, but that's not, I'm not going to focus on the or discuss love attraction, maybe another time. So another thing that I talked about is how much that I am capable of. I took that for granted. So I didn't start finding out with everything going on in my house. I, will, I was able to do certain things. I was able to go and buy certain things put them together beds in this country uh most of you can it's very hard to go and buy furniture that you're not fixing yourself you know so bathroom shelves and cupboards and beds and wardrobes and so on not that the wardrobe came in pieces but you know you have the glass in front of the wardrobe that needs to be fixed you have handles that need fixing and i found out that even with my poor health, I was able to push myself to do things. Even with my poor health, I was able to get up and go out and go for my appointments and, you know, the, the appointments in my house, 
with the people working in my house. Now, with all, if all these things didn't happen, and with all the fact that I was very unwell and all this illness based on the fact that the surgery did not go as I thought it would go, I would have probably be, kept lying down in my bed and not getting up and feeling sorry for myself. But all these things that were going on forced me to get up and go out and do things and so on. So that is on that one. So you need to think about yourself. Think to yourself, what are the things that I'm capable of that I feel like I'm not capable of, that I'm not giving credit to myself for? Because trust me, you are capable of a lot and you don't give yourself credit for those things. You are capable of so much. We we focus so much on what other people are telling us are our limits. We focus so much on what we believe is our limit. And we forget that we are a higher being, being and that we can do so much. Only if you put yourself in, that, in the mind frame of doing it and saying, you know what, this, this um, sink is not going to fix itself and I'm trying to get all these people to fix it and they're not coming. I'm going to learn about how to do it. There are lots of information on YouTube. I'll learn about it and I'll go do it myself, you know. There's so many people. COVID made people start their own businesses. People who actually thought that they would never be able to run a business are running businesses and being successful in it. So challenges actually push you and make you start doing stuff that you think that you'll never be able to do. So what is it that you think you're not capable of? Go out there and try it. And you'd be surprised that you find that you're actually not only capable of doing it, that you're actually very good at it. Now, the last thing I mentioned was having peace of mind and having quiet time. Now, as I grow older, I found that I love quiet. I, I love to hang out with people when I want to hang out, but less and less I want to hang out with people. More and more I want to spend time with myself, you know, just to think and to rest, process whatever has been going on and figure out what, what can I learn from the things that's happened to me today. That I and what are the things that I, I need to put aside and things that I can focus on and move on with. And being able to have that quiet time is so much so important. And having to now be in a hotel where I'm constantly leaving every time to go buy a meal or go check up on something or have hospital appointments or appointments in my home, I wasn't able to have that quiet time or time to rest and relax. And with everything that was going on, I didn't have a peace of mind. And because I was focusing so much on all the bad things going on, again, didn't have any peace of mind. But one of the things that I've learned or I found out is that everything that's happened has taught me that peace of mind was very important, had taught me that material things are not that important. You know, what is more important is the joy that you, you have and the joy that you give to other people. In the, the feeling of abundance and freedom and happiness and so on. Those, those are more important. Being able to help someone, to be there for someone. They are more important than whether I have shoes and clothes and television, fancy bed and so on. The, those things, material things are good, but we shouldn't be attached to them. They are just what they are, material things there to help us have a, a slightly better lifestyle. 
but don't get fixated on it. You know, you get fixated on it, and then what just happens is you end up having, you know, uh, this feeling when you lose, lose them, when you've lost them. You get this feeling of depression, sadness, misery, and so on. And that's not good. You're not built for that. You're built to be happy. You're built to have excitement in your life, to have joy in your life. And by fixating on those material things, becoming so attached to them that when they are no longer functioning, they are no longer there, you've lost them. You've become so miserable and you start sabotaging your own happiness. So ask yourself, what are the things that I'm so at- I'm too attached to? Am I so attached to my property? Am I so attached to my car? Am I too attached to my jewelry? What is it you're so attached to that, you f- you, that you're missing out in other aspects of your life because you're so fixed on this material thing? And then find ways to stop doing that and start finding joy and enjoyment in other things in your life. So that's... That's the it for today's episode, and as I said, I want to keep all my epi- um, podcasts short and not too long, so I'm going to end it here, and I look forward to hearing from you. Put in comments in the comments uh, below, whatever you thought about the episode, whatever it inspired you to think of we want to share with me all my audience please put it in the podcast if you want to share a story your life story of something similar relating to this topic please email me on ogn sorry on podcast.ogn okafor at yahoo.com there would be um, a link a link an email also in the description so that if you didn't get what i've just said now you can find the email in the description and then you can email me and I'll share this with everyone too. So thank you for joining me on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, comment and turn on this notification if you're watching it on YouTube. So I hope to see you very soon. And if you want to connect with me on social media, click the links on my channel page or homepage. So I'll see you soon and take care. Bye-bye.